Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob here. How to like and love yourself more. Now, I have had a, a battle and a challenge, probably from the age of eight years old, about valuing and loving myself more. And I think certainly for entrepreneurs, it's a constant challenge because we're always looking to achieve more, be more, do more, have more, get more. We want recognition, success, all of this. And often that can leave you with an empty feeling like you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough. And I've been now running businesses for more than 15 years, successfully for 13 years, and transcending property, business of any kind of the hundreds of thousands of people that I've reached. Beneath that is how you feel about yourself. Uh, So important, in fact, that I wrote a, a book called I'm Worth More. Realize your value, unleash your potential. Now, I've listed out quite a few things that I think you can do to increase your self-worth, you know, the care and the love for yourself. Um, So I hope you find them useful and interesting. The first is have a clear vision for how you want to be known and who you want to be. Like have an an ideal version of yourself, some standards, if you like. Uh, and then do your best to uh, be that person. Now, the paradox of that is don't go beating yourself up when you can't quite live up to the expectations of who you want to be. No one is perfect and we're all going to fail frequently. But if you don't have a vision for who you want to become, how you want to be known, then you know you have no standard to which to live by. And when you have a standard to live by and you live by that standard, that makes you feel very secure very strong and, you know, someone that you like, someone that you like to be around, you know, when you uh, like to be around your own thoughts. I know sometimes I drive myself wild with my own thoughts. Uh, When I write my goals every six months, I don't just put the physical goals, the tangible goals, the material goals, the results goals. I actually have a little section, which is how I want to be known and how I want to be remembered. And it certainly... When I go off track from that, that's definitely when my self-worth or, you know, how I feel about myself can drop a little bit. Okay, the next thing is you've got to take good care of yourself. I'm definitely not the best at this. I'm a work in progress. Um, So some of these I do quite well and many of these I'm figuring out just like you. Um, But entrepreneurs tend to go from goal to goal to goal to goal to goal. And we tend not to really take good care of our health, our well-being, our happiness We tend not to take too much rest, recuperation. We tend not to reward ourselves. We tend not to spoil ourselves rotten. Um, And I think that that's really important that we do that. You know, have fun, laugh a lot, take some time out. You know, the things that you do that make you feel good and how caring about yourself. I know it sounds really stupid, but just shaving my beard and having a good shave and having to moisturise, you know, that makes me feel really good. I don't do it enough. Um, definitely going to the gym makes me feel really good. It's like a, a, a reward. 
uh, doing the things that you love. I mean, I have hobbies, but I don't do enough of them. I love playing pool. I love playing golf. I love listening to my vinyl and I should do it more. And uh, that you have to actually block that out in the diary. I wrote a book called Routine Equals Results um, because if you don't compartmentalize in, you know, your health, your fitness, your hobbies, your family, all that will happen is work, work, business, entrepreneurship. That will just consume everything. Uh, so, you know, date nights, Netflix nights, these things actually have to be blocked in. Otherwise, time just gobbles it up like a black hole. OK, the third thing then is the people you hang around with. So genuine friends. Uh, and I think that, you know, we probably all don't have that many genuine friends over our lifetime. And that's OK. But when you find them, stay close to them and spend good time with them. Um, people who teach you stuff. So if you're around mentors, inspiring people, leaders, celebrities, people who actually lift you up and make you feel better about yourself and you learn something from them. I think it's vital to be around them. I think it's vital to be around both supportive and challenging people. Supportive when, you know, you're struggling a bit. People will always have your back. I think that's important. But you don't want to turn that into people who just say, oh, yeah, you're great. Yeah, you're great. Yeah, you're great. When actually sometimes you need a bit of a slap and sometimes you need to be around people who will challenge you equally. Uh, so I think that that's very important as well. I think it's important to have no fair weather friends, no fair weather mentors, you know, people who are just there in the good times and not in the bad times. Now, that doesn't mean you go around just, you know, oh, fuck off and oh, you're fired. And oh, no, I'm only hanging around positive people. You can mess up. You know, you just let those people sail in that direction while you sail in that direction. I think the next thing that's really important is forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness for the small things and the big things. Forgiveness for others who you feel have wronged you. And the most importantly, forgiving yourself for the things you feel you've done that have let people down, that have wronged yourself and others. We all do the best with what we know. No one makes mistakes on purpose. No one fails on purpose. Um, I've had a, a couple of things in the last week that I've let, I've dropped the ball on. Uh, hands up. And I know my motives are pure because I've been so busy and relentlessly focused on growing my enterprises and my brands, of which I've done really great. Um, the companies are up 37% year on year. Um, but I, I dropped one big ball and I, I felt quite bad about that. Um, but, you know, I can't beat myself up about that because uh, it's the upside that's created that downside. So all I can do is go and fix that thing. I am not a failure. I just let the ball drop in this one particular instance. Thankfully, it wasn't something that really hurt others. Um, it, it could have leaded some to... Um, some awkwardness and, and hopefully I'm getting that fixed. But the point is, forgive yourself, forgive others for small things and all things, all the things that you um, hold on to, you resent, you feel bitterness, envy, jealousy, hatred, anger, all of those things. You're the one that suffers when you don't forgive other people. Um, really, forgiveness should be a, it is a selfish act. Forgive them so you can un prison yourself from all of those feelings. I think that's really huge. I write about that a lot in my upcoming book, I'm Worth More. OK, the next thing I think is you've got to remember that you're unique. Uh, and, and I don't say special in the uh, you're a special individual like your mum would say, but you are completely unique. There's no one like you on the planet. You have a unique set of values, a unique set of experiences, a unique set of knowledge and gifts and talents, some born, some nurtured. And, and you should remember that. And, and often I think we we think that we're not as good as others or, you know, that we don't have anything about us compared to other gifted people. Bullshit. You do. You just have to honour it. Well, the first thing is you have to actually believe it in yourself. And for me, it's pretty simple because we're all unique, because we're all different. And because of that, you know, we're all a, a genius at being ourselves and just honouring that in ourselves, not turning that into narcissism or or anything like that, but just, you know, like 
just embracing it, honouring it, you, you know, like your isms, your quirks, your weirdnesses, your geekiness, that's you. And that's great. Trying to turn it into a brand, love it, own it. Okay. Next thing then is comparison and measuring up to others. I think that that can be a real curse. I think that you should only compare yourself to others um, for inspiration. You know, being around successful, amazing people, get inspired. I've had a really amazing weekend. I'm not that social, but I was very social this weekend. And I had dinner with Jake Wood and Ricky Wilde. Uh, so Ricky Wilde is Kim Wilde's sister, who he writes all of her songs. Um, Jake Wood is uh, Max Branning in EastEnders. So I had dinner with them on Thursday night. They were asking me a lot of advice about the podcast. Um, Jake invited me to his poker night. My first reaction was, no, way, I'm not doing that. It's just like, it was so uncomfortable. Um, but he kind of pushed me to do it. He even gave me a hug and said, come on. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Um, then the next night I had dinner with Kevin Clifton, who's like one of the biggest celebrities in the country right now. A, a lovely guy. And we had a great dinner and, um, you know, we've become really good friends. Uh, I went to go and see Sam Warburton, who's ex-England, sorry, ex-Wales and um, Lions rugby captain. And I just thought to myself, I have a great life. I have an amazing life. And I know five or 10 years ago, I'd have sat next to these guys and compared myself to them and thought, oh, they're so much bigger celebrities than me. I don't feel worthy. Oh, Sam's an amazing sportsman and athlete. I don't feel worthy. I, was, I failed in all the sports I did. I'm not good enough at this and good enough at that. And I was really pleased that I just was able to sit there and enjoy it and just not compare myself to those guys. They're great in their thing. It's funny because Sam Warburton, who's you know possibly one of the, the best rugby players that's ever lived, I mean, the youngest ever Lions captain, um, He's, uh, he listens to my podcast and he's, and he's saying to me halfway through, I can't believe what you've done in property. It's amazing. How did you do it? He's got eight by to let's. So some people are looking at me like I'm, you know, I've done good. And some people are looking at you like you've done good. So only compare yourself to others for inspiration and motivation. Don't compare yourself to them to de-pedestize. To yeah, that word. Should use small words. I'm from Peterborough. Um, because it's just not motivating and it makes you feel less than you really are. Comparison can be the thief of joy. There was a very famous quote, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, OK, then. Um, do you have an inner critic is the next one. I, I think um, it's good to give yourself feedback. It's good to be honest and say, you know what? I shouldn't be doing that. I, I made a mistake there. I let myself down. I need to fix that. But that's feedback. But you don't want to turn it into an inner critic where you're beating yourself up all the time and you, you're beating yourself down and you're hard on yourself. Um, you know, sometimes the standards you hold yourself to are too high and unrealistic. So if you're going to be an inner critic, you also need to be an inner carer. Uh, and each time you say, oh, I failed at this, I'm not very good at this, you need to immediately with another voice on the other side of your shoulder go, actually, but I'm really good at this and I did this really well. So make, make that a balance. And I know a lot of people, they have more inner critic than inner carer. OK, next thing I think is really good for your um, own self-worth is to journal, to YouTube, to podcast, to do live videos. For me, it's really great therapy. Hopefully you get some benefit from the lessons and my experience. But it's also great, great, great therapy for me. All the things that happen in the day and in the week that maybe I bottle or I feel like I want to express, but I don't because I'm trying to be professional or, or just because I know it would get me in trouble or I don't feel like it's the right time. And those can build up. Um, whereas you need a release. For some people, it's writing. For some people, it's conversation with trusted, wise counsel. I'm really lucky um, because I get to do the lives and do the podcast and I have a lot of people that follow me and all my supporters, um, you know, across the world and my podcast listeners. So, you know, like I think what people like about following me is that I'm very honest. I share everything that goes on in my life. Um, you know, I'm, it's not like there's not like a wall between me and you. And, and I'm told a lot that that's what people like about me. But that also helps me, too. So thank you, because I'm able to get the catharsis that I need. You need an outlet. 
When I was younger, I suppressed everything. And once or twice a year, I'd just have this major meltdown, you know, smash things, get re really, really stressed. I'd just ball out crying for hours. Um, you know, thankfully, in the later years, it was privately, not publicly, but it's certainly been publicly, you know, when I was younger. And it's not healthy. Uh, and that's where you get stress, uh, disease, illness. Um, so what are your cathartic releases? Safe, productive. I mean, I get to turn my cathartic release into something productive, um, you know, which which is really great. Next thing you could try is a bit of a negativity detox. You know, could you have I know some big podcasters and influencers have done this like 21 day, no negativity de uh, detox. They get a little wristband. They have to go 21 days without saying anything negative or criticizing anyone. And if they go five days in, they say something, they have to ping themselves and they have to start the thing again. Um, you know, I think that that's a really good thing that you could do uh, just to sort of, you know, people have a detox of the body, don't they? You know, with the um, juicing, they have a detox of the mind with meditation. What about a detox of your attitude and, you know, that negativity? Um, I know I can get into moments where like it's, it's quite sort of therapeutic, isn't it? To bitch and moan and complain and gossip. Uh, and, and that's definitely not how I want to be known. Um, so give that a go. Next then is dare to dream. Dream big. Imagine how amazing your life will be in the future. There are lots of visualization. Um, you know, one, because that has a magnetic and attracting effect of you actually achieving it. But it feels really good to dream. And I think sometimes society, people, critics, you know, they can put your fire out and you can be scared to dream because people will think you're a dreamer. Um, or because you're not realistic or, you know, whatever. And people kind of want to hold you back because it makes them feel uh, safer and more secure about themselves. Uh, so you don't have to go and do it publicly. You don't have to rant, shout about it. But dare to dream. Dream. Oh, by the way, dream big, yes, but start small. I'm not saying get like way ahead of yourself. But, you know, it feels really good. I love when I go on holiday, I just love dreaming about, you know, like where my life will be and the amazing things I can do and the amazing people I might get to meet. Um, when I, go, I love going to London. For me, London is the place. Um, I've been to a lot of cities around the world, um, some inspiring places. But London for me is like the dream city, uh, you know, where it's just, like, oh, wow. You know, this is life can be anything that I want it to be. Uh, and often I just sort of breathe that in myself, um, you know, just think that and feel that. Uh, and, you know, I, I suppose I used to always sort of feel a bit guilty about doing that or unrealistic about doing that. But I try not to judge myself now, just breathe it in, enjoy it dare to dream. Next then is master something. I think that if you're really great at something, that will give you natural confidence and worth and value. So try not to be so thin doing loads of things that you don't actually get good at anything. Now, it doesn't really matter what you're good at, whether it's martial arts or, you know, you're really good socially. Being a great social person or, or you know, person of influence is vital or great at marketing or sales or, or whatever. But is there anything you feel inside yourself that you're just really good at and you know it and you don't need to brag about it. You just know it. And, and I think you owe it to yourself and your self-worth to find one thing at least that you can master like that. And that will definitely transmute and leak out into other areas of your life. Um, and I think that that's really important when you're raising kids too, to get them really good at something. OK, we've got about six more. I hope you're finding these useful. I know there's a lot, but I wanted to go deep into this because I think it's really important. The next thing is to remember that your emotions are not you. So your guilt, your fear, your shame, your envy, your frustration, your anger, these are natural human emotions. They're necessary. You cannot avoid these. These are human beings' way of reacting to the environment for safety, security and evolution. So it's feedback. If we didn't have emotions, we wouldn't have feedback to the environment, uh, you know, and we'd probably die out in the environment. 
Um, so they're there to protect us, but they're not you. You are not angry. You are not filled with hate. You know, you are not bitter. You are not jealous. You are not all these emotions that you feel sometimes. You are not those. You are a separate being, an entity to those. You feel them. You need them. Feel them. Let them pass. Don't own them. Don't judge yourself for them. They're simply feedback. Um, so I have this little 3A formula. Acknowledge, accept, act. So acknowledge the emotion accept that it's there and it's necessary and then act accordingly to, you know, whatever the feedback needs to be, uh, whether you need to make an improvement um, or you just need to walk away from the situation or whatever. But, you know, if it consumes you and becomes you, then that's where you get stress, uh, you know, and, and can ultimately end up in disease or illness. OK, the next thing is we've all got our demons. We've all got our insecurities and I think you should face them. Uh, I think that you should look at look at them head on. I don't think you should spend your life avoiding them for safety and, you know, not getting in, in painful situations. It's challenge that makes us grow. So the things that have probably been a monkey on your back for, I don't know, maybe decades, the recurring problems that are just, you know, the sources of great stress for you, deal with them, whether you need professional help or whether you need, just need to go there and accept it or have awkward conversations. But once you solve these, your self-worth will go up a lot um, Lewis has just said, what you resist will persist. Uh, that's very true. Um, you know, the problems that you have in your life will keep coming in different forms uh, until you learn to transcend them by, you know, mastering them. And once you master them, that problem will go away. The problem only goes away when you learn to transcend and master the problem. You know, you can't wish it away or hide it away. Then your reward for mastering the problem and transcending it is the higher problem. And this is the ladder of life, if you like. Next then is, I think, one of the, the best feelings in the world is the selfish feeling of the selfless act. So giving to others, tipping big, charity, giving your time, maybe even your advice in an area of you, where you have good knowledge, giving that, helping people, supporting people, lifting people up. I believe that's the most selfishly selfless act and I think it feels amazing. So can you do more charity, more volunteering? Can you donate one hour or two hours of your day uh, to helping people, doing one-to-one -one calls, supporting them, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, clients, etc. Um, I just believe it's a great thing to do. Now, you have to balance that because I know there's a lot of people who are doing that so much, they're actually not making any money. And then that will reduce your self-worth in that area. Um, but give more um, or give well. Uh, I think that's a really great thing. Um, some basics, you know, make sure you sleep well, make sure you eat well, make sure you exercise, make sure you get lots of sunshine. Um, there's a lot now of science about sleep where, you know, this this whole five or five hours, if you want to be an entrepreneur, work, you know, 20 hours a day, that's being pretty much disproven. You need good sleep. So do whatever you can to get yourself in the right environment for those basics. I think that's really important. Three more then. Next is learn to say no. I was um, interviewing Sam Warburton, Wales and British Lions rugby captain. Uh, and he said he found it really hard to say no. And actually, he has got a mindset coach who actually had taught him how to say no. So he'd feel real guilt. Uh, and he'd say yes to too many things. And then, of course, he'd get himself in a situation where he felt trapped or stressed or overworked or overwhelmed. So it's OK to say no. Learn to say no politely. Learn to say no firmly. You know, know what to accept into your life and what to reject. And then if you get too busy or overwhelmed or stressed or you think people are taking too much of you or abusing you. Um, yeah. Janina's just said no boundaries. Exactly. You've got to have boundaries. Um, and, you, you know, like as long as you can put your head on the pillow and go, Do you know what, I gave a good amount of my time today. I helped people, but I also got my important work done, uh, you know, and I also serve my own needs and my family needs as well as, you know, my clients and my community needs. It's really important. Too many commitments will lead to resentment and bitterness 
um, and that will reflect out in your brand. And then you'll take that out on other people and you won't mean to. And then you'll feel guilty about that. And then you'll have this vicious cycle of beating yourself up. Okay, right. Then uh, penultimately, then you are not your mistakes. You are not your failings. You just did them. So don't own them. Own them in terms of solving them, but don't own them in terms of they are who you are. You know, there's a massive difference between, you know, I failed and I'm a failure. You are not a failure. You just fail from time to time. And in fact, often the most successful people, they fail the most. Um, So just put, put, put a big wall between your actions and decisions and your identity and who you are. Uh, so that you can just, um, you know, protect yourself worth, preserve yourself worth and keep improving. And then finally, um, there's a law of lesser pissers, which one of my mentors taught me. If you have a choice between pissing yourself off or piss someone else off, you should piss someone else off every time. You won't be with them for very long, but you'll be with you your whole life. Um, I'm not saying going around pissing people off for no reason. Don't, um, you know, uh, take me out of context. But you need to make yourself happy first. It's OK. They say charity starts at home. They say put your own gas mask on first. This is vital. If you're not happy, you can't make your kids happy, your husband or wife happy, your clients happy, your colleagues happy. So it's okay to be selfish, to care for yourself, to make yourself feel good about yourself. And that will transmute out to other people. Um, You know, my wife, for about three years after we had our first child, didn't go to the gym. She found all the excuses in the world not to go. She was too busy. She needed to be there for our child which of course is a, it's a really great um, thing to do. But she put herself to the bottom of the pile and I could see it was affecting her well-being and her confidence. Um, and, and I said, look, you just got to go to the gym. So we, we had, we, I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed in the way that I can. Um, and in the end, we agreed and she got a personal training. She, she hit the gym. Uh, and just within three months, uh, she was back to her normal self. She felt good about herself and it made her a better mother. Um, and of course, she's been, you know, she's been going to the gym consistently since. you're not a bad parent if you go to the gym three times a week you're not a bad parent if you look after yourself and you have a spa session or you know a session with the girls or a session with the lads you know once or twice an evening that doesn't make you selfish it doesn't make you a bad parent or person care for yourself you know not too much to the point that everybody else gets nothing uh, and then you can care for others best all right we covered a lot in that let me just bullet out the summary of what we covered because people tend to like the summaries So if you want to like and love yourself a lot more, have a clear vision of who you are and how you want to be known and try and uphold that. But don't beat yourself up when you fail from time to time. Care about yourself, reward yourself, spoil yourself. Have fun, play, laugh. Um, Be around genuine people, genuine friends, people who teach you something and people who challenge you. No fair weather friends or mentors. Forgive yourself for the small things and all things and forgive others too. Very important. Remember you're unique and let the world see that. Don't compare yourself to others other than for inspiration and motivation. Have your own set of standards. Stick to them where you can. Um, If you've got an inner critic, then make sure you have an inner carer to balance it out. Have a release of catharsis and therapy, writing, journaling, you know, having a therapist, a coach, a mentor, a counsel, YouTube, podcast, do lives, all these things. For me, it's really, really great. Um, Have a negativity detox from time to time. Dare to dream, dream big, imagine how great life could be when you go on holiday, when you go to London and never let anyone steal that from you. Master something, anything, one thing to transmute your confidence into other areas of your life. Remember, your emotions aren't you. They're just how you feel. So separate yourself from them. Um, Try not to judge yourself. Just judge the emotion. Let them subside. Whatever your big demons are that you're running away from, face them. Don't avoid them. Uh, Transcend them. They'll keep coming in bigger, different forms. 
Um, give as much as you can because it makes you feel good. It's a very selfish act. Free time, consultancy, charity, volunteering, you know, advice, whatever. Sleep well, eat well, exercise, get sun, all the vital things. Learn to say no. Don't take on too many commitments. Remember, you're not your mistakes or failings. You just fail and make mistakes from time to time. And then above all ever, all other things, doesn't have to be in, in terms of the amount of time in your week, but first, care about yourself. Make yourself happy. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this really useful. Um, I don't know if you're one of my supporters yet. We have nearly 800 supporters now. It's only been live just over a week. I do live Ask Me Anythings once a week. We have random meetups. We've had um, many of us have had dinner together already. I do massive discounts, sometimes even free places on paid for events and seminars. I do curated bespoke content for you. There's WhatsApp groups. I do one to one calls. And this is all for just £3.49 a month on the brand new Facebook supporter program. So on my page, you can find the long blue button. So my page is Rob Moore Progressive. If you're watching the live, obviously you're on it. If you're listening to the podcast, just go to my Facebook page, Rob Moore Progressive. Find that long, thin blue button, press it. Uh, and I promise you that um, I have never seen anyone in the whole world that has a better, um, bigger, more benefits uh, Facebook uh, supporter program. No one I've ever seen. Um, there's only a few of us in the world that actually have this function at the moment because Facebook is testing this with a, a very a few, small number of influencers. If you find anyone who's got a bit better support program than me, tell me and I'll go on theirs and I'll make sure that up, I up my game um, and you can cancel any time. George has just said a uh, big supporter here. Best £3.49 I've ever spent. Um, I reckon I've done £3,499 worth of value in one quarter of a month. So uh, I think it's really important that you're on that program. The, the world of content is changing. Social media is changing. Premium content is now much bigger a thing. Uh, I think that, the, you know, the world of free advice, it's, you know, it's, it's getting a bit of a minefield. So make sure you jump in on the program. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you think there's anyone that could do with a bit of support, a bit of care, they're struggling, please share this video and or podcast uh, with them. This will go on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So if you want to listen to it on repeat or remind yourself every month, if you're struggling, listen to this. If you're beating yourself up, listen to this. We all need a reminder. I certainly need a reminder from time to time too. Um, so thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.